We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. The latest on an alleged plan to assassinate Donald Trump. This man grabbed by police at a packed rally in Las Vegas, and ABC's Pierre Thomas has new details in Washington. Weighing up the mood of conservative America in a gun show in West Virginia. Among the rifle racks and ammunition, there's anger and dark talk of looming conflict. Senator Rand Paul was allegedly assaulted at We are witnessing a radicalization of libertarians all across the country. Dear viewers, we have just received word that Libertarian Death Squad are taking over. We have come to take our country back. He also worries that civil war could be on the way back. The coronavirus. There are fears a rapidly spreading virus has reached Australia. Her son, 19-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson, was shot and killed inside the then cop-free zone that persisted for weeks on Capitol Hill. Of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. It's taken just four weeks for that statement to be proved so um, spectacularly and alarmingly wrong. Reality, thousands of miles away, is now on him. China is urging its citizens not to travel abroad as it struggles to contain the virus. We will be standing up Christmas Island as a quarantine. Go, Brandon, I agree. Hey, by the way, China are you in banned from entering the country. Christmas Island declared that the coronavirus Name three things that don't hang themselves. That's what the American people think. Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Masson, and this is the 2 o'clock upload of this program. Now, we had discussed earlier in today's episode, episode this morning, about the more humorous sides of the protests and the Roe v. Wade leak. Now we're going to go into the more serious side of it, now that we're more in the day. You know, I, 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 I do not like starting off the morning with a downer program. So, we're not going to do that. We go to the New York Mag for our first article here. Supreme Court sources can't stop leaking about the abortion case. That's right, folks. There has been a second Supreme Court leak, and I guarantee you there will be a third within the days. So these leaks are showing that the Supreme Court is not backing down. And one of the things I said in the first first episode we did cover in this and brought up briefly in other episodes since... I feel like the Supreme Court needs to rule the way that they drafted their ruling originally. Because any, any ruling that diverts from what the original draft state could be seen as the court's ruling under duress or threat of, or, you know, under threat. And that would open up Roe v. Wade for another reevaluation down the road. Right now, the way things are, now, act now, and it'll look like the court held its ground. And it looks like. People are pushing back. Of course, you have uh, John Roberts pushing and trying to say, like, hey, maybe we should couple a little bit. And Clarence Thomas is like, shut the fuck up. Doing himself, you know? But 
Let's get into the article for more details. By Margaret Hartman at New York Marg. Again, this is New York Magazine for the story. In its statement last week announcing that Chief Justice John Roberts had ordered an investigation into the leak of a draft opinion indicating that Roe v. Wade is about to be overturned, the Supreme Court said that while the majority opinion by Justice Samuel Alito is authentic, quote, it does not represent a decision by the court or the final position of any member on the issue in the case. <clears throat> but subsequent reports suggest nothing has actually changed on the court since subsequent, subsequent reports. Nothing has changed on the court since the draft was circulated in February. <laughs> Quote, As of last week, the majority of five justices to strike Roe remains intact, according to the Washington Post. Story published Sunday Politico confirmed on Tuesday that this is still the case and revealed that the leak's opinion, quote, remains the court's only circulated draft in Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization. Quote, no dissenting draft opinions have circulated from any justice, including the three liberals. Politico reporter Politico, by the way, is where the first draft was leaked to. Quote, that could explain why no second draft of Alito's majority opinion has been distributed, as typically, <clears throat> as typically, the two sides react to one another's written arguments and recast their own, end quote. Roberts reportedly told fellow justices that he wanted to uphold Dobbs while leaving Roe partially intact, though that seems impossible. But the other conservatives wanted to strike it down now. If there is still disagreement among the conservatives, the court's liberals have a little reason to offer up their responses to hasten the end of the abortion rights before the end of the term. We know these details because multiple people close to the court keep leaking information to the press. Seriously, we're going to find out who this is. Or we're not. Either way, I, I guarantee you, there is at least a lead on it by now. There's no way. We're going on two weeks since the initial lead came out. There's no way they don't have some idea who it is. And again, the, the, the speculation is that someone has having to do with Sonya Sotomayor. I wonder if it has anything to do with the new Justice being sworn in, Kanjita Brown. My whole thing, there's no reason to suspect it's her other than she's the only thing that's changed. There's never been a leak like this from the Supreme Court ever. Now, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we're getting multiple leaks of sensitive material like this. It's just, you know, nothing else has changed other than this new justice coming in, right? And now we have these two unprecedented leaks from the Supreme Court within less than a week of each other. It's just fucking funny. Pardon my language. Now, where was I? <clears throat> We know these details because multiple people close to the court keep leaking information to the press, though Roberts claimed in his statements on his, quote, betrayal, end quote, that the court employees are, quote, intensely loyal to the institution, end quote, while right-wing officials and pundits have expressed deep outrage over the leak, insisting that it must have come from a liberal 
and trying to make the story about the harm inflicted on the court's integrity rather than the damage that would be caused by the loss of abortion rights. Ugh. We know the last, we know at least some of these newer leaks are coming from conservatives. Let's see if they explain how they know that. The Post report cites, quote, three conservatives close to the court as well as, quote, a person close to the most conservative members of the court, end quote. The political report contains an incredible quote in which a, quote, person close to the court's conservatives leaks that the justices are deeply troubled by the impact all this leaking might be having on the court. Quote, this is the most serious assault on the court, perhaps while, perhaps from within, the, that the Supreme Court's ever experienced, said one person close to the court's conservatives who spoke anonymously because of the sensitive nature of the court's deliberations. Quote, it's an understatement to say they are heavily, heavily burdened by this. End quote. Another source tells Politico that the liberal justices are upset too. A second person close to the court said that the liberal justices, quote, are as shocked as anyone by the revelation. Quote, there are concerns from the, for the integrity of the institution. This person said, quote, the views are uniform. <coughs> Pardon me. But that person's political affiliation is not clear, and there are no quotes attributed to the sources close to the liberals specifically. Meanwhile, and, uh, and quote, attorney close to several conservative justices, end quote, suggests to Politico that the right is getting revenge on Roberts for siding with the left on several big cases in recent years. Quote, there is a price to be paid for what he did. Everybody remembers it, said an attorney close to several justices conservative justices who was granted anonymity due to the sensitive nature of the court's arguments. The justices are set to meet privately on Thursday for the first time since the draft leaked. So stay tuned for more anonymous updates on the nasty things Alito, Amy Coney Barrett, and Brett Kavanaugh and Clarence Thomas say to Roberts behind closed doors and how everyone close to the court is deeply troubled that these leaks might diminish the public's respect for the institution. First off, <clears throat> a couple of things I'd like to address here. Uh, let me get your name. Go back up here. Margaret Hartman. Um, tell me your Jimmy's are rustled without telling me your Jimmy's are rustled. Uh, yeah, I would say the leaks are a lot more concerning than Roe v. Wade being overturned because here's the thing. Roe v. Wade being overturned doesn't outright ban abortions. It makes it go to the states, so states can choose what abortion laws they want, and those laws only affect the states, or like the state, you know. Michigan abortion laws do not affect Ohio abortion laws. Both these states can choose to have abortion to whatever extent they choose to have it or not to have it. That's exclusively what Roe v. Wade does. It throws it back to the states. Plenty of blue states will still be abortion safe havens, some conservative states might be abortion safe havens as well, too. You never know. And these leaks forever will make the courts untrustworthy. People are going to be questioning any decision, and this will guarantee... Now that there's been one, not just one, actually, two leaks with easily, easily there's going to be more leaks coming out. Don't even worry about it. We'll be doing more stories like this. 
it is going to sow deep distrust within the courts unless somebody is found and brought to justice and is publicly admonished. But <clears throat> I have a, I'm willing to bet that they're not going to catch anybody. Even if they do figure out who it is, it might be somebody too sensitive for them to publicly announce. You never know. And with the administration being what it is, Joe Biden is tied to all the sketchy government operations and psyops done to this country. And he supported every one of them. So with him being back in office, the old management is back in office, meaning old psyops and tactics are back on the fucking table. So it wouldn't surprise me to find out that someone in this administration or someone higher up signed off on the approval of leaking these documents. And they're going to probably agree to do more. Now, this last little bit of me has all been speculation from the outside looking in. It's just too convenient elections are coming up and they want to stir up some kind of drama or trouble. So what is the most pressing topic? They've already played the race card out. People are getting tired of the BLM narrative with them buying mansions and everything. And it looks like the list can be blown on the whole BLM organization where all the funding's going any month now. They have to find something else. What is the next hot topic that pulls out Americans' emotional heartstrings? That is, of course, abortion. And I find this author insinuating, at least, that people are more worried about the damage this will be doing to the court instead of the impact it will have on abortion rights, which abortions are not rights. Right through which you were given at birth. Now, in just world, this would be the abortion argument. If you choose to go out and have sex, and you willingly have sex and get pregnant, you did not act responsibly in that decision and you got pregnant. That does not give you the right to take the life of another creature that is growing in your body. Yes, it may be growing in your body, but that does not mean you have the right to end another life. It is a separate life not connected to you in any fashion, other than it's growing in you. And once it's out, it's out. It's a separate life. You can ditch wherever you want. Just because you chose to not wear a condom, use birth control, or simply keep your pants on that night and you got pregnant doesn't mean you should be allowed to abort the baby. Now, if there's a situation where it is, you know, uh, some woman is taken advantage of against her will and she becomes pregnant, that's where the conflict comes into you should not have to force your body, you should not, your body cannot be forced to be used for anything against your will. That was not a situation where you were not thinking critically, you were taken advantage of, and either forced or drugged or something happened where you had no say in the situation. That is a completely different story, and that needs that should be what the argument currently is. We've come such a long way from the idea of safe, legal, and rare. It seems really like what we're arguing is pro-abortion, right? Pro-killing babies. It's not pro-safe, legal, and rare versus not at all. It is now, we want the right to kill babies and treat it as a form of contraceptive. And the other side is saying, we want it outright banned. But what's funny is a lot of these middle-of-the-road liberals from 10 years ago, right? These run-of-the-mill liberals, they are now on the right, essentially, in this day in the culture war, where they're saying, the people saying safe, legal, and rare are looked at as conservatives. For God's sake. Tucker Carlson, a couple years ago, saying when he said what happened to Safe, Legal, and Rare, stance I supported, that was a liberal stance maybe six years ago, six or seven years ago. Now that's a conservative Republican stance. How mad is 
for that. But we have one more article to get into for the one o'clock, for the two o'clock upload of Inside Four Walls. So let's hop on over there real quick. And again, this article is from the uh, the New York Mag, the Intelligencer article or uh, section. Supreme Court sources can't stop leaking about the abortion case by Margaret Hartman at New York at NY Mag on Twitter. Moving on to the next article. The next article. For the last article of this upload, we go to MSNBC. Uh, well, it's really the only other sort of mainstream article outlet I find talking about this. Surprisingly, the second round of the Supreme Court do not seem to be getting much attention, even though, well, I mean, they aren't that new of a story. It's just interesting. You know, somebody really talked about it. Another high court leak suggests Roe v. Wade is in deep trouble. The latest leak from the Supreme Court is very much in line with the first. Reproductive rights in the U.S. are in deep trouble by Steve Bennon. It's been a while since the political world received a jolt as dramatic as one as the one it received a week ago. It was Monday night when Politico released a leak draft ruling written by Justice Samuel Alito and Dobbs v. Jackson Women Health Organization. The document was a bold rejection of Roe v. Wade, and if approved by the conservative jurist colleagues, it would turn back the clock in the United States by roughly half a century of wine harder. And while it's difficult to say with confidence how much of Alito's draft may have changed through negotiations with other Republican-appointed justices, the fact that the conservatives, the conservative, was assigned to write for the majority left little doubt that there were at least five votes to overturn Roe. National. Tumult soon followed with good reason. The Washington Post had a related report over the weekend. And, <clears throat> and while it wasn't quite as dramatic as the leak of the draft decision, it was nevertheless based on internal high court discussions that are supposed to be kept private. Quote, a person close and most conservative members of the court said Chief Justice John Roberts told his fellow jurists in private conference in early December that he planned to uphold the Mississippi anti-abortion law at issue in Dobbs and write an opinion that left Roe and Casey in place for now, but the other conservatives were more interested in an opinion that overturned the per <sighs> sorry proceedings the person said ah, precedence. Sorry, I have a weird little bout of uh, acid reflux just now. Ah, pardon me. Let's ah, get a little my mind next to you. Back to the article. The reporting, which has not been independently verified by MSNBC or NBC News. So never stop you from running with the article anyway. As if I'm here reading it. 
added that as of last week, quote, the majority of the five justices to strike Roe remains intact according to three conservatives close to the court who, like others, spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss a sensitive matter. Why does it matter? A few things. First, if the reporting is accurate, Roberts looked for ways to uphold Mississippi's abortion ban without overturning Roe, but the other Republican-appointed justices were unpersuaded. Second, another meaningful leak about the process from an institution not known for its loose lips. Third, while there's been no shortage of intrigue about who was responsible for the political leak, there can be no doubt that the leak to the Post came from the right. NPR's Nina Totenberg said on ABC News yesterday that the only theory that makes sense is that the original leak to Politico also came from a conservative. And finally, the Post reporting suggests there are really only two paths forward. The Supreme Court will overturn Roe, or two, the justices will if Robert can peel off another conservative. Uphold Mississippi's 15-week abortion ban without explicitly overturning Roe. According to the article, the former is more likely than the latter. Watch this space. And that is the end of this article by Steve and And Steve, I will give you some credit. You did, you know, seal your feelings somewhat alright, I guess. Now, again, this is. I don't know. I don't know where it came from. Uh, I think the world out that they were going to overturn Roe. I've heard this. I, I think about it. I still find many ways that make sense. Why would the right leak that the right wanted to overturn Roe v. Wade? What's there to gain? Wouldn't that just hurt the right? Wouldn't that scare, possibly run the risk of scaring justices to vote against Roe v. Wade? Now, perhaps if this article merits are, are, uh, are attributable, I guess, and Roberts wants to keep the ban without overturning Roe v. Wade, perhaps it's leaking that most that, that all the other justices want to overturn Roe v. Wade and not just keep the 15 week ban somehow? I mean, I mean, perhaps it seems like quite a stretch. Robert is known for being a rhino. I'm sorry about that. Here, so I can play the mic. Um, I don't know. Uh, the original theory being thrown around were it had to do with some sort of minor, and that argument would make more sense to me, just because you know. The left, the left wants, uh, the left wants this, uh, this kind of striking to be elected. Whether the Democrat platform wants to work some sort of, uh, fire or a hot topic issue that, that's, uh, emotionally driven. And right now, abortion is one of the things that is morally driven. The pro-life, pro-choice argument is involved in many phases in this country's history. Um... The main issue that people have with Roe v. Wade and that I have with it is it was an unconstitutional ruling and many of the justices at the time who ruled in favor of it later on would write about how it was a bad problem but it was too late to go back to it. And now we're at a point where there's justices and what it means to be conservative 
is a whole lot different than what it was back then. The platforms were a lot stronger back then versus now. Uh, the conservatives were more conservative back then, and the left was, well, more conservative back then. The issues and topics around it were discussed differently. Unilaterally, it was seen that abortion was, you know, uh, a dubious action. It was socially frowned upon. If you had an abortion, you were the outcast of society. It was a, uh, a, a socially enforced moral code, or whatever you would want to call it. But we got laxed over the years, and Roe v. Wade was the issue because when it was ruled on, it ruled it on a federal level that all states had this blanket uniformity they had to had to go through. And there have been states constantly pushing back on it, saying, no, you cannot rule like that. It's against the Constitution. The Tenth Amendment is very clear on this. And the courts, you know, have humored it here or there, but this is the first time it's ever really come back to the chopping block. And most people don't seem to understand what Roe v. Wade is. It is exclusively about state's choice. That's all it is. If Roe v. Wade is overturned, it goes back to the states. The states will vote whether or not they keep abortions legal or if they ban abortions or what laws and restrictions they put on abortion. I really don't understand the uproar. I genuinely fail to see it. It seems like it's just state choice. I mean, you could drive into another state and have it perform. It just makes it so that state doesn't perform it. And even there, my ultimate feeling on this is that abortion should not be performed in Planned Parenthoods. Defund Planned Parenthood. They have very shady, sketchy, targeted practices. Like, Planned Parenthoods like to open in low-income, predominantly black communities. For a reason. And they offer lifestyle condoms. Lifestyle condoms are like the bottom of the barrel cheap and condoms that rip. It's like going to the dentist and they give you uh, after you do your dent after they after your appointment they give you a big bag of just Jolly Ranchers and sugar cubes. And just straight up gluten in a tube with a syringe so you can inject that right into yourself, kiddo. That's what that's equivalent of. Because they want to drum up business and they also want to be in these communities where man, statistics are a bitch, aren't they? But then again, you, the, you always have the response, what's that quote, uh, damn statistics, uh, whatever, stats, stats, and more stats, Wh whatever it is, I can't remember right now. But, there tends to be higher abortions in the black community in this country. And in a country where we are demanding that people chant Black Lives Matter, aren't we going to talk about the black lives of the children in the womb that matter? There's a, a video, uh, I, I can find it, give me one second, one second. So, uh, I found it right here. Check this out. Lives matter or just some black lives? <laughs> the black lives killed by black men matter, right? Yes? First off, before we go further, look at this goddamn clown right here. The look at her. Look at her. She rushed to her knees quicker than a white girl at an NBA after party. For the love of God, look at the virtue signal. This woman, she deserves a round of applause. She doesn't stick this opportunity to stand on a soapbox. She fucking kneels on that bitch. The black it's about to bite her in the ass. Babies killed in the abortions clinics matter, right? Ooh. 
god damn first off shout out to this dude like damn this motherfucker he saw all these doctors let's see uh, I see one black guy uh, black lady black guy black guy okay okay so there's a few but unsurprisingly it is just predominantly white women look at them oh the second class of America right there folks Oh, I'm sorry. Did that offend you? If so, please leave your complaints at the door. I will not address them. Thought so. The black, the black officers killed by that bastard in, in Minnesota. That matters too, right? Okay. But the black babies that are killed in the abortion clinics don't matter, do they? Medical people. Uh, do their lives matter? Does the future of our black babies matter? Huh? What's up? What's up? Awful quiet now, aren't they? Uh-huh. It's okay if we kill them in the womb, right? But you have a problem when we... You don't seem to really have a problem when we kill them on the streets. Yes, well, we know they're the same is, issue. If we, don't, if we don't respect the lives of our unborn children enough to save them and fight for them, our lives mean nothing once we're born. Uh, first off, I want to say that lady got up so quickly and she realized what was happening. But he, he's absolutely correct. And now I know that was at a hospital, not a Planned Parenthood, but I think the point is still withstanding. If there is going to be an abortion, it needs to be safe, legal, and where there are areas where I, I can understand getting an abortion. You know, be it a uh, a cancerous fetus, um, and the mother could die, or there's a likelihood that the mom will die if she carries out the pregnancy. But there's also, I, I can't claim to have all the information here, I'll have to do some more research, and I apologize deeply for being um, lacking of information at this moment. But I believe there's a point around the third trimester where you don't need to actually kill the baby. You can remove the baby from the mother without killing the mother and without killing the infant or, or the fetus. I, I, I could be mistaken. Uh, before I keep sounding like a fool, give me one second here. One second here. I don't know how uh, credible this website is. There's a lot of conflicting information. Um, so, uh, I'll leave this article in the comments, it, it's just, it, it, it came up, you know, supposedly done by a doctor who's a pediatrician, baby center, they seem to have been around for a while, got a lot of interactions, popped up quite a few times in my searching, so I, I just kind of went with them. So full disclaimer, I don't know one way or another, I'm not a medical professional of any kind, but I want to I wanna double check because I believe I've heard multiple times that during the third trimester, uh, an infant, like a, an infant, can be removed from the womb, and it can be kept alive. And the mom doesn't need to carry it out. From there, you can take the fetus into like, the foster care system. Which, uh, yeah, there are many fucked up parts of the foster care system. That's true, but there's also the conversation of state-funded. You know, the, the there's the private versus public version of foster care. Um, so that, that's a debate for a different episode on a different day. Let's, let's just look into this real, real quick here. <clears throat> Understand why parents are eager to know this answer. It would be nice to have a, a date at which 
You could breathe a sigh of relief, especially if you've had trouble conceiving or carrying a baby to term in the past. Here's what we can tell you. Doctors now consider 22 weeks to be the earliest gestational age when a baby is viable or able to survive outside the womb. But this is extremely premature. Okay, so 22 weeks. Mind, mind you, nine months. Uh, a month is three to four weeks, so that's only... That's only a handful of weeks right there where the baby, we're, we're at, at, to a point where the baby can be, be carried out in this form without killing the, the, taking the life. So that's, uh, that's interesting. 22 weeks being the earliest gestational age when a baby is viable or able to survive outside the womb, but this is still extremely premature, okay? A baby born at this stage will need a great deal of medical attention, even if he survives, the risk of permanent disability is very, very high. Alright, so, uh, okay, not ideal. Truly, but it, it is interesting to know that they are saying that 22 weeks is the earliest chance of survival. Uh, I'm not advocating for anything, of course. This is more just educational because, like, again, I, I had always heard third trimester is like if you don't want to keep the baby, have it removed from you safely in like the third trimester. But this has only been like a discussion I've heard. I've never really looked into too much. Uh, the last time we did like an in depth look into uh, a similar to this topic essentially was about a year ago on the show. Um, I can't remember fully what it was, but something with Planned Parenthood losing funding. And we ended up doing a deep, uh, a deep dive. And then another episode where we did a, a, a university was caught buying um, fetuses and sometimes still live fetuses from Planned Parenthood facilities. That was a breaking story that had come out and then I ran into that and that was a really messed up black pilling moment for me. But... Uh, that's beside the point. So I just wanted to, you know, pull it up, check it out. Obviously, the closer the baby gets to his due date, the better his chances of surviving and being healthy in the long term. Once your baby reaches 26 weeks, his chances of surviving without serious consequences improve dramatically. Other factors affect your baby's chances of survival and having long-term health problems. If born very early, those include maternal age health. Okay. Well, that answers my question. And uh, yeah, so we'll keep an update on uh, the unfolding Roe v. Wade Supreme Court situation. It was originally supposed to be uh, ruled upon publicly sometime around the end of June or beginning of July. With the leaks being coming more of a thing that could easily be delayed or changed, there's an investigation ongoing. And when we have more information about how the investigation is going with the coming of it, we of course will report back here as soon as possible. But that being said, that's going to bring this episode to an end. I have been your host, James Madison. This has been Inside Four Walls, and I will catch you guys later. Remember, you can find Inside Four Walls uh, on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast as well. And the show, uh, or the podcast version of the show, is a little different than the YouTube version. There's a lot more effects, music. Uh, th- th- there's just a little bit more to it, plus a little bit more memes and uh, my intro. 
I want to keep the Spotify something a little bit different. And in theory, as I go forward, I want to keep my other platforms. When I upload, it'll be the same video, but it'll be different to some extent based on where it is. If it's on Rumble, it'll have something different. If it's on, on uh, podcast platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, and whatever, uh, it will be a little bit different too. So, that being said, there'll be a link to all the articles and content you use in this episode. They're all feeling to my social media in the description below. Please like, share, and subscribe to the show. And we'll be trying to get you out content at least twice a day, hopefully. Uploaded at 9 o'clock in the morning and 2 o'clock in the afternoon. There will definitely be periodic, there will be those days where there will be more uploads than that. Like today, there's like going to be three uploads. Uh, some breaking stories going down right now. So by the time you hear this episode at 2 o'clock, hopefully there's already a story up at noon-ish with this breaking story with Twitter and Elon Musk. That being said, I'm going to wrap this up here. Thank you for listening and have a great day, guys. Peace. America is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This weather report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer.